Well, hey there. Welcome to the People Gardener podcast. I'm Rhonda Delaney, your host, also known as the People Gardener. Thrilled to put this podcast together to help small business owners, new business owners, frustrated business owners, and aspiring leaders, whether they're inside business or outside. Each week, we bring you some actionable steps so that you can actually improve your skill as a leader. That's what we're about. We're here to help you become a better leader by giving you access to lots of different perspectives. The guests are varied. We're thrilled to have them. Get out your pen, get out your paper, and be ready to learn. Every single episode, you're going to be able to take something away that you can implement. Are you ready? Let's get to work. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of The People Gardener. We're going to talk about building teams and managing teams. More so on a kind of a broader look at it, not specific. We'll get a little bit specific about some things. But when it comes to your team, and having everybody comfortable and functioning well, they have to understand what is their responsibility? What is their role? And then also understand how their role impacts the whole. Where does it fit? How am I contributing? Because once they're able to understand how they're contributing, and the difference that they can make, it opens up the opportunity for them to get creative and to critically look at what it is they're doing, how they're doing it, and come to some conclusions. You know what? There might be a better way to do this. There might be a more efficient way. There might be a way of tweaking what they're doing in order to help the next department that their information goes to, make it easier for them to do their job. One of the things that I have inside my Leaders Grow First portal is a video that being president and CEO of your desk, helping them get to the mindset, hey, this is my world. This is what I'm responsible for. I can look at this and really make this something spectacular when I take the whole company in play. You want employees that take ownership of what they're doing. When they have the responsibility, when they take ownership, what happens is improvement. Improvement in process, improvement in communication. So don't be shy about letting them know, hey, this is your role. Yes, these are the tasks, but here's the impact. When they're really clear on that, it sets them free. They're not having to second guess. And creating a team of people who are all in on their individual role gives the company an opportunity for everything to flow better, easier, and the company then can reap the benefit of an improved 
process. Well, I shouldn't say the company, the customer ends up benefiting because everything runs smoothly. And, you know, we talked on last week about goal setting, and that's wonderful for you, the owner. For those members on your team, for employees is what I'm going to call them. (laughs) I'd like you to consider agreements, not expectations. It's easy for me, for you, the business owner, to sit there and just elaborate on what you expect people to do. It's another thing entirely when you have a conversation and you help someone understand their role and their responsibility and their tasks and asking them for agreement that yes, I will do those tasks. And yes, I will do those tasks in that time frame. When you have somebody agreeing and saying, yes, I will do that, they're much more committed and involved in actually making that happen. You know, there's the saying about, you know, having skin in the game. Well, their word and their bond is in the game because they agreed with you that, yes, this is my job, these are my tasks, and I will do them. Look at agreements. This isn't something that has to be put in writing and signed in blood and all the rest of it. It's a conversation that you're having with somebody. And it's something that you can refer back to. If there is a problem and somebody is not meeting those agreements, you can say, hey, you know what? We had a conversation about this and you agreed that this is what you would do. Has something changed? What has changed for you that this agreement isn't something that you feel you need to abide by? The conversation. It can make your job easier because you can go back to that conversation and that opportunity where they have agreed. And it's really hard. Like we as humans, (laughs) the majority of us, when we give our word, when we say, yes, I will do that, it's hard to not. And it's even harder to try and justify ourselves. It's a very uncomfortable place and we don't want to be there. So we tend to do the things that we say we're going to do. Now there's always exceptions, right? But look at agreements. Yeah, I think that's a good option for you. The next thing is building trust. And, you know, there's this word or this phrase out there right now, psychological safety. That's about open communication. And we talked about that last week, actively listening and respect. But what you want is an environment that people trust that you're going to listen. They trust that you're not going to overreact. They trust that you are interested in what they have to say, that you care about their perspective, that you want the best for them, that you are willing to go to bat for them, whether it's for pay or increased time off, if it's for added training, that they come to you 
all of building the team is it's building the relationship individually with each person. And as you do that individual building, what happens is it starts to permeate through everything. More people will come to you when they see that others are coming, when others are getting results, when others are having their needs that they express met. You know, sometimes it takes a while for needs to be met. It's not always something that you can achieve at the moment when somebody's asking. Some decisions are straightforward and simple. Somebody asks for something and you know absolutely definitively, yes, it can happen. No, it can't. So the yes, self-explanatory, great, make it happen and everybody's happy. When it comes to the no, can't make it happen, make sure that you're having the conversation of why. The why conversation helps them to process and understand how you came to the no. They don't have to like the no. And oftentimes we don't like the, the no but they can understand why you said no. If you share with them your process, something that happened year after year in my corporate life, I had my team write a year end review and in it, they wrote everything that worked, everything that didn't work, what they liked about me as far as how I handled things and what they didn't and like they would see, I, I would change. I'm all about feedback and the why. <laughs> and something that happened over time is I never, ever had pushbacks to my nose because I was able to demonstrate over time. And again, realize this, we're talking months and years here. We're not talking a few hours or a couple of days for building and, and managing your team. But I demonstrated over time that I took everything that they said. I made things happen that were possible to happen. I went to bat for them on the things that we could have effectively changed. But one of the things that I really encouraged them, if I was not able to do something or make something happen because of system limitations, because of uh, the interaction with other departments. I mean, there's lots of reasons why you can't make changes. I encourage them, make sure you put this on your list again next year because the no isn't permanent. The no is right now, based on the information that I have, based on what is possible with the systems, the answer is no. But that could change. Tomorrow it could change in six months. So make sure you put it back on your list. So encourage them to continue bringing things to you by helping them understand why you're not able to do something <laughs> right, right away. Another thing that you can include in building your teams is the, the training and the development. Being open to finding ways to get people the training that they believe that they need. Now, you may not feel like they need it. It's possible. 
But if they keep coming to you that they feel that they need it, then explore what are the opportunities, what is out there so that you can actually give them training that they feel that they'll be able to do a better job. And don't be shy. Ask them the question. Why do you feel this training will help you? And again, have them respond to you about all of the ways that they believe this additional information and this training will help them perform the tasks and fill the role that you've assigned for them. Because you might think that they're more qualified in something than they feel that they are. And unless they're feeling that, it's really hard for them to do do the job. So definitely look at personal development for your employees. And now let's talk personal development for you. I mean, that's something that needs to be happening regularly. You know, you need to get in and watch some TED Talks or be listening to podcasts regularly. Find the ones that work and the People Gardener Principle. Inside my, the People Gardener podcast is definitely one that needs to be on your list in the library. Leading by example is another way that you can build your team and you can manage the people. If you are interacting and performing and showing people how you want them to take ownership and responsibility for their own desk and for their tasks, that goes a long way in building the team because they can see that you're just not talking about things. You're actually doing those things. And what you're asking of them you ask of yourself. There is such power in leading by example. Getting in there and working. If you're, let's say, have a business where there's people that are in a warehouse or people that are physically working in a sew room or you've got people on the floor making the widgets, let's say, get out there and make the widgets with them. That was one of my most favorite things at the chocolate factory. I would get out there and I'd work with the team. And it was, you learn so much about human beings and you learn how amazing these people are and how hardworking they are. And you appreciate things on a much, much better level. Regularly get feedback. That's another really important part. And be a big enough person that you ask the questions, how can I do my job better? How can I be a better boss to you? What is it that I do that drives you nuts? And bottom line is you have to be working on that trust part of it because hey, it's scary for an employee to tell the boss, the owner of their company, well, you suck. You stand there and you lord it over us instead of, you know, just coming in and having a conversation. <laughs> you know, that, that's not easy. That's not easy to do. And the vast majority of employees don't feel comfortable doing that. So you have to be regularly encouraging feedback from them. Feedback about 
how your business is operating, how you're operating, how things are operating inside their department. If they report to somebody, not necessarily you, how is that manager doing? How do they feel about that relationship? And have the conversations. And the more often you can have these quick feedback conversations, the easier it is in the long run to address issues that come up because nothing becomes this great big humongous mountain that's about ready to explode. Managing people, man, it can be messy. It can be challenging. Building this team of people and making sure that the right person is in the right spot. I mean, this is what Leaders Grow First, my program, is all about. It's about creating a spectacular people garden where everyone is engaged and they're empowered and they're energized to actually do their job and they take ownership of it. That's what we want as owners of the company for you to be able to walk in and everybody is doing their thing and they're doing it well. You can just stand there and smile and just encourage them, be their cheerleaders. Way to go, you guys. This is awesome. Your profit margin will be happy. Your customers will be happy. Your employees are happy. Yeah, it's not going to be that every day. There's always going to be challenges. But the overarching feel is that, hey, we're all in this together and we're going to make it the best that we can as we work side by side with each other, they just need to know you have their back and that you will help them in their role. Have so much fun building this team. It's so rewarding as a business owner, as a leader inside an organization to watch people absolutely flourish when you simply give them the opportunity that's it for this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to the People Gardener podcast. Hopefully you have a nugget or two that you'll be able to implement this week as part of your ever-evolving leadership style. If you haven't already downloaded the Be Interested app, it's my new app. It's available on Apple uh, App Store and also the Google Play Store. I do have free content on there. I have my 25 Ways to Be Interested Workbook and Challenge, which is a wonderful step-by-step, um, -step, day to day way of incorporating those questions, the whys of being interested in your people. There's also uh, videos on there and a resource. So we've got TED Talks and books and podcasts and yeah, it's just lots of wonderful resources for you. So absolutely go and check it out and we'll talk to you next week.